Last week, we started a series called Summer Wisdom, and we talked about making good decisions. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10, when you get there, just say, I got it. Please help your neighbor find Proverbs 4, verse 10, if they need some help. When you get there, just say, I got it. Proverbs 4, 10, let's read together. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you the way. Everyone say the way. I've taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the right paths. Everyone say paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. Everyone say instruction. And do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Go over to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. My son, keep your father's command. And do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. And when you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. When you roam, they will lead you. Proverbs chapter 8, the final chapter we'll look at this morning. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32, please. If you're there, say, I got it. Now, therefore... Listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. There's that word instruction again. And do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, watching at the posts of my door. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Talking about instruction, talking about wisdom. Verse 36, but he who sins against me wrongs his own soul, and those who hate me love death. Last week, I came up here bouncing a basketball, and I showed you that even physics, even science tells us that for every action, I push the ball down, there's a reaction. The ball comes right back up. And even physics tells us that every time we make a decision or we set into motion an action, there's already a a reaction that's happening. And here's what I want you to see. As we venture out into summer, we've got to make some plans. You can't just throw yourself out there into summer and expect, hey, whatever comes, wherever the wind takes me, because you'll never accomplish the goals that that you have and that God has for you in your life. So the moment you make a decision, you set in motion a consequence. That's basically what we talked about last week. Every time you make a decision, you're already setting in motion a consequence. Do you know that that is unchangeable? Every time you take a seed and plant it in the ground, you've set in motion a consequence. You can't change it unless you dig that seed up or unless the rain comes down and causes that seed to rise up above the ground. Every time there's an action, you're setting in motion a reaction. You cannot change it. How many of you have ever been in a car and your your parents are driving like 60, speed limit's like 55, they're driving like 65, 70, 75, maybe 80. I've seen some of your parents cruising down the highway doing 80 miles an hour. I've seen them. I know, you know, and you're on the highway and all of a sudden you have to stop suddenly. You stop the car. Where do you go? Where are you going? You go forward, Right? Because you're in motion. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You're stopping the car, but you're still moving forward because your body can't catch up with what's happening. Every time you make a decision, you set in motion 
a consequence. And so last week we talked about thinking about the decisions that we're making in our lives. And this morning I really want to dive into helping you make a plan. Plan out your summer. That doesn't mean you have to know what you're going to do every single day. Okay, today I'm going to put on this shirt and I'm going to wear these pants and I'm going to play this video game for two hours. Then I'm going to go out hang with my friends for three hours. No, but I want you to begin to schedule in some things into your life. And here's my demonstration and my illustration for that. You just graduated from high school, or maybe those of you who graduated from eighth grade. Either way, eighth grade or high school, and your parents wake you up in the morning. It's four o'clock in the morning. They say, listen, we're so proud of you. We're taking you to Disney World. You're like, oh, this is exciting. That would be, that'd be cool, right? Wouldn't that be cool? Your parents wake you up or going to take you to Disney World? Or for those of you who have been to Disney World like 10 times, maybe they're going to take you to Bush Gardens, or where are some places you'd want to go? Six Flags, okay? Where else would you want to go? Water country. I love water country. So as an honor to you for graduating, they're going to take you to your favorite location, okay? Whether it's water country, Six Flags, or Disney World. You get in the car. Actually, before that, you wake up. You rush around. You try to get your clothes. You try to bring all your, you know, your, your toiletries. Make sure you don't stink while you're at water country. Make sure you can comb your hair and put your gel in. And you get in the car, and your dad is pulling out of the driveway. And as he pulls out of the driveway, he says, now listen, we haven't planned this trip. The only thing we know is we're going to go to water country. We're going to go to Six Flags. We're going to go to Disney World. We have no idea how to get there, but we're going to just go. Exciting? Yeah. Part of you is like, all right, this is an adventure. Six days in, water country is only in New Hampshire. You still haven't made it to water country, and you're hoping to get there. You just want to go home. But how many of you know that if you got into the car and they said, okay, we've got a plane that we've got to catch at 6 o'clock. We'll be there, you know, by 9 o'clock in Florida, ready to see Mickey by 9, 30, 10 o'clock. They have a plan. You know, now when you graduate from high school, maybe you want to jump in the car and go on a road trip. That's an adventure. But on a road trip, you don't usually have a destination. When you have a destination, you want to know where you're going. And I really believe that many of us, we look at summer like that. We know that we should be closer to God. We know we should get our summer reading done. We know we should get our projects done. We know that we should learn to help out around the house. My dad's been asking me to cut the grass. My mom's been trying to teach me to do this. They're trying to get me to clean my room. We know we should be doing these things, but we haven't made the proper plan and the proper decision to begin to do those. And so what happens? It's August 31st, and you have to get all your summer reading done, all your reports done. You have to now pick up your room that's been a mess for three months. You have to now cut the grass that's been growing for three months. And you have to begin to try to pick up on all these things. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You've been there. You haven't done any of your reading. You've got to get back into school now. Well, we really can make some decisions and make some plans that will set in motion some good consequences. I want to share something with you. How many of you have ever heard of the CDC? It's a federal commission, the, 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 cent, the Centers for Disease Control. Everyone ever heard of them? CDC? The CDC released some staggering statistics. Everyone say choice, say consequence. Here's what I want you to know. The CDC released some staggering statistics, and they said that 99 teenagers die a day in America. 99 teenagers die a day in America. Do you know that every one of the causes of death, 90% of the causes of death of the 99 are based on choice? Everyone say choice. Why? Because every choice has a consequence. 
Every day, 99 students will die in the United States of America. Today, 31 will die in auto-related accidents. 31 of that 99 will die in auto-related accidents. How many of you drive? Okay, put your hands down. How many of you text in this room? You don't have to drive. How many of you text? Hands high, hands high. One of the rising killers of people in auto accidents, they, one of the ri rising reasons for auto accidents in America today is what? Texting while driving. Somebody just got charged in Massachusetts, sentenced to some time in prison for texting while driving, causing manslaughter, homicide, death, killing someone. 31 students, teenagers, will die as a result of a choice they made in a car accident. Maybe it was to get in that car with somebody who was drunk. Oh, they didn't have that much to drink. Maybe to get into the car and they get a text from even their mom. I'll just read this text. It won't harm anyone. Well, 31 will die as a result of those auto-related accidents. This is not to scare you, but if you don't know the truth, you're not going to want to make the right decisions that are going to help you towards your purpose. 16 will die in homicides or domestic violence. 16 will die in homicides or domestic violence. Most of the homicides in teenage culture today is a result of choice, who you choose to hang around with. 16 will die in homicide or in domestic violence. Maybe some things that are going on at home. What are some others here? Another 12 students today, according to the CDC, 12 out of the 99 will commit suicide. Suicide is a choice. When your parents were growing up, and when many of the, uh, the, the elder people in this room were growing up, when they had a problem at school, they dealt with it. They, the, you might have gone home and cried your face in the pillow. When your parents were fighting, you might have hid yourself and cried your face in the pillow. When you had some issues that were going on, when you were bullied, when you were picked on, you might have talked to somebody and they would help you feel better. Today, the enemy has got young people killing themselves because of domestic issues, because of school-related issues, because of bullying. See, no longer, and this is the world that you and I are living in, no longer do you get upset and you find it a way to deal with that. Now, the enemy has got people tricked. And by the enemy, I'm talking about your adversary, the devil. The Bible calls him Satan, who is real. And the Bible says that he's blinding the eyes of unbelievers in this world today. And 12 will commit suicide today, people your age, because of a choice. Every year, thousands of young people will die early because of the poor choices they make. What I'm holding in my hands is something that um, I'm very excited about. This is actually an organization that's founded by a church. It's called the 99. They travel around the United States of America, and they basically bring the gospel in a very vivid format. This is a, let me see your picture here. We really can't see this here, but this is a large tent, 20,000 square feet. They show up on a site inside of a strip mall or wherever it may be, and they just have all these rooms, and you walk through and you see the, the consequence. You see a car accident. You see what it's like in a drug house. You see a domestic issue take place. You see a suicide. And what they're basically trying to communicate is that every consequence, you see the end result, but everything results from a choice. Every time you make a decision, you set into motion a consequence. Now, I don't want you these, these numbers to scare you, but you know what? We have to be awake to the reality because you know what? These are your friends. This, this is you. Some of these statistics are some of you where you're at right now, but God can change that. 
God loves you so much. He has a purpose and a plan for your life. And you may have never heard that before. You may have never heard the name of Jesus. Who is Jesus Christ? Was Christ his last name? No, Christ is who he was. He is the Savior of the world. He is the Son of God. God said, my children on this planet are so messed up, I've got to send my Son to them to redeem their lives from destruction. That's who Jesus is. That's what he did. He was nailed to the cross and took on the sin and shame that you and I deserved. So as we begin this summer, I want to challenge you, not scare you, but challenge you to make some right decisions. Now, we talked about jumping in the car and, you know, having a trip. Some of you were like, oh, man, that stinks. My parents were going to take me to Disney World, but who knows when we'll get there. You might enjoy the adventure on the second day. You might even be really still excited by the third day. But by the sixth day, if you're still driving around Virginia, you're just going to tell your parents to turn around and go home because you're so sick and tired of being in the car. You just want to get to where you're going. And that's why we fall into ruts in life, because we have a goal, and we want to go somewhere, but we don't know how to get there. Turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 5. Just turn over a page. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 23. Who has the Amplified Bible here? Somebody could read that for me. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 23. I'm going to read it in my translation, and I'll look up and see who has it. Proverbs 5, 23 says, He shall die for lack of instruction. Everyone say instruction. And in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. Who has Proverbs 5.23 and Amplified? Okay, Katie, go ahead. Be lost. Okay, the word I like there is discipline. Everyone say discipline. Without discipline, you're going to be lost. If you don't know where you're headed in life, guess what? Any road will get you there. If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Think about that for a minute. If you have no destination, it doesn't matter what road you travel. But you know what? You have a destination, and you have a purpose. So let's begin to plan our destination. When I was 16 years old, I had my license. I was so excited. And... Um, I talked to this friend. I, I love Scarborough. Who goes down to Narragansett? Narragansett Beach, watch the, uh, watch the surfers. Go down to Scarborough. You guys live down there. It makes sense. Scarborough. Anyone go to Scarborough? What are you all, Newport fans? You guys like Newport? Newport? Okay. Okay, do you go to the beach? Do you know what the beach is? <laughs> Vamos a la playa. Do you go to the beach? Okay, do we need to take you on a trip to the beach? You know the sand, the water? We can do that, right? You want to do that? Okay. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> When I was 16, I always loved Scarborough. So I was like, man, let's hop in the car. Let's go down to Scarborough. So I didn't know how to get there. And this is before GPSs. This is before cell phones that had computer chips in them. No, you guys don't understand that. This is before I was allowed to have a cell phone. I know you don't understand that either. But, you know, it was just, it was just at the beginning of MapQuest. And even before that, in Google Maps, you guys don't know anything about that. You know, we actually took the maps out of the car and like, drew a line. Yeah, we did. We had to, and we used a highlighter. This is our path. This is where we're going to go. Well, I didn't want to do that, so I call my friend. I'm like, hey, listen, how do you get to Scarborough? And they're like, oh, well, listen, jump on 95 South. You guys heard 95 South? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, we're getting somewhere. They said, take 95 South and take the first exit you see on the left. I'm like, oh, there's only one exit on the left on 95 South. This is great. Well, I got on 95 South. I passed Providence. As I'm passing Providence, I see this, this on-ramp towards the left. I took the on-ramp towards the left. And an hour and a half later, guess where I was? Cape Cod. See, a couple years ago, before we had the I-Way, 
there used to be a ramp on the left. You guys remember that? The ramp on the left towards 195. I followed it all the way to the end, hoping to bump into Scarborough. I was in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Scarborough is all the way at the end of Rhode Island. Narragansett, I'm, like, I'm in the total wrong direction. And you know, that's how we are in life. Sometimes we have a destination we want to get to, right? And we actually seek out some help. But when we ask help, we either ask the wrong people how to get there, or we might ask the right people how to get there, but we don't listen to every word they say. We might only listen to half of what they're saying. I don't know that that friend actually told me, take the first exit on the left. All I knew was exit on the left, exit on the left, exit on the left. And so in Providence, when the opportunity came, I took the exit on the left, and I was in Cape Cod. And that's what happens. Sometimes we do the same thing in life. So let's make a plan for our lives. Let's do that together. Before we do that, check out Proverbs 22. A couple of scriptures I want to share with you. Just go to the end of Proverbs here. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Prudent, the prudent man will foresee evil, and as a result, he'll hide himself. But the simple-minded will pass on, and they're punished. I want to encourage you to not be so simple-minded in your summer. Don't just let the road take you wherever it may lead, but mark out a path for yourself. Mark out a plan for yourself. How many of you have had, ever had the opportunity to plan a trip? Your parents let you be a part of the, the trip planning process. Anyone ever had an opportunity to do that? Okay, let me ask you, Michelle, what's the first thing you do when you plan a trip? Exactly. Choose a destination. You read my notes this morning. You cheater. You cheater. I was like, how'd you get the exact answer? Man. All right, yeah. You choose where you want to go. Cheater. <laughs> you, you pick a destination. I love you, Michelle. I'm just joking. You pick a destination. What's the next thing you do? Michelle? You don't remember? After you pick your destination, what's the next thing you do? You pack your bags. Okay, very good. This might be a part of the process that you guys don't know about. But what? You map it out. Before you map it out, you count the cost. Can I really take this trip? You, I want to go to Florida. I, here's my destination. Now I count the cost. Can I really take this trip? Now you decide you can take the trip. Now what's the next step? What's the next step? Think about it. If you're, if you're going to plan an event here, you choose the destination, you count the cost, what's the next thing you do? Okay? Okay, you might determine the fastest way to get there, so you might get some directions. Before you do directions, here's another part of the process you may not think about, but you create an itinerary, don't you? If you're going to go to Disney World, you don't want to just show up at the gate of Disney World. What do you actually want to do? You want to go into Epcot. You want to go into Magic Kingdom. You want to go into Universal Studios and Islands. You want to make sure you do all that. You have to plan. Everyone say Plan. Okay, so you plan. The next thing you do is you get the directions. You need to know where you're going. And that's where you either, you know, ask your friend, hey, how do I get here? Or you go on to MapQuest or uh, you, you, you plug it into your phone. And the final thing that you do that's so important, when you leave, what do you have to take with you? Yes, exactly. Otherwise, you won't make it to Florida. You'll be there in a year. <laughs> what else do you have to take with you? Your bags. Number one most important thing, otherwise you're not getting to Florida? Directions. Everyone say directions. 
Good, we'll get you there today. Directions. Everyone say, bring the directions. Okay, you're in the car with mom and dad. You have an hour and a half trip. Guess what? Dad forgot the directions. Anyone ever been there? Anyone ever been there? What do you have to do? Turn all the way around and go back home. You don't know where you're going. You need the directions. And you know what? I'm convinced in our own life, we may set out a plan for our life, but when we go out into the world and when we go into summer, our friends just pull us off. We forgot to bring the directions with us. We forgot that we have a purpose. We forgot that we already have a plan. Oh, no, no, no. I can't take that road. That road's a detour. I've got a plan marked out for me right here. I can't go down that road today. Sorry. I've got a plan that's marked out for me right here. This morning, what I want you to do, can we pass out a piece of scrap paper to everyone? I'm going to put you to work this morning. I want to help you plan for your summer. Many of you in this room haven't even thought about a summer goal. How many of you have thought about some goals you want to achieve this summer? How many of you? Okay, good. Write your goal down. Write down one goal. If you haven't thought, begin thinking. Or just put goal. Maybe it's to, you know, uh, get your... Get your application ready for school next year if you have to submit an application to school. Maybe it's um, read your summer work before you actually have to. Okay, we can get another pen right here. Miss Annie has a pen. Brittany, oh, you have no more? Okay. Choose a goal. I'm actually going to clean my room. Maybe that's your goal. I'm actually going to cut the grass. What, what, is, what is your goal? Okay, and the next thing that I want you to do, it says up here to determine what discipline you need. Don't write anything down yet. Listen to me. That step is where you count the cost. What is it going to cost you to meet this goal? That's why discipline is there. If you have to meet this goal, what is that going to cost you? What's that going to require of you? In other words, if you put down, I'm going to cut the grass, that means you actually have to get your butt off the couch, go outside, put gas and oil in the lawnmower, start it up, get the weed worker working, primed and ready to go, and cut the grass. That's the discipline it's going to take to get you towards your goal. What is the discipline you need to get you towards that goal? Now, this next one you don't have to do right now, but just to begin to create a schedule, just put schedule. Number three, write schedule. Create a schedule for how you're going to obtain your goal. Maybe that means on Monday, every week, you're going to get outside and cut the grass. On Sunday night, every week, you're going to clean your room. And you know, I'm just using simple things. Maybe your goal is to not get caught in trouble this year, to not end up having to meet up with the police or with uh, your parents, to not end up having, see, and that's, they always find out who's in the room. They say, oh, man, he just said that. You're like, oh, okay. Maybe it's to not hang out with the wrong crowd again. Get yourself into trouble. What's your goal? I'm using simple things here. Okay, number four, get some instruction from an adult, someone who knows, someone who's been there. That's where you get directions. You're planning your trip here. I'm teaching you to plan your trip. Get some instruction. And the final one, just like you take the directions with you, keep the instruction with you. If the adult says, hey, you don't want to get into trouble with the police this year, don't hang out with those friends. There you go. That's how you don't have to get in trouble with the police this year. Don't hang out with those friends. And then when you're with those friends, that means that you have to remember you were given instruction. You need to walk away. 
take the instruction with you. Keep instruction with you always. Okay. Now, once you're done with that, on the very bottom of your paper, on the back of your paper, I don't really care, I just want you to be honest with yourself. Everyone listen carefully. What's your, what are you most concerned about this summer? What are you most concerned about stopping you from fulfilling your purpose this summer? Is it the friends that you're going to hang, you, you don't know how to say no to them? Is it, you know, what, what's your biggest concern? Is it the temptation to, to click or to not click or to sip or to not sip? What, what's the temptation? What's the greatest struggle that, you're gonna, that you have this year, this summer? You know, every summer, I always get in trouble. I always end up doing this. Well, what, write it down. What is it? The reason why we're doing this, for those of you who joined us for the first time today, is because I shared with you last week, I found out that I could love God all throughout the school year and want to do what's right, but it felt like every time I came to summer, I just had no restraint. I just, I didn't care about discipline, and I just did whatever I wanted to do. And you know what happened? It got me in a lot of trouble. And so I wanted to give you some opportunities to make some wise decisions. In order to do that, you need to plan. Now, everyone, when you're done writing, look up at me, please. What's a major distraction, one major distraction or temptation this summer? What's that? Okay, very good, staying out of trouble. Okay, once you've got that distraction down, here's what I want to do. I want to challenge you. You don't have to do this. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. You have to. You have to, okay? If you're new today, don't feel pressure. But for those of you whom I know and you're here every week, you have to do this, Okay? It's going to help you. Instruction, can you go back to, can you bring those instructions up again, Christine? Instruction number four is to get some instruction and wisdom from an adult. Now, I want you to look at your major temptation and major struggle there. You may not want to share that with everyone, but maybe you could ask an adult for some help in this area. Okay, how can I avoid these friends? What would you say? And what I want to tell you is that we did this a couple years ago. We had some great success, and I really want to give you an opportunity to do that. We have some adults in, our, in the back of our room who have lived a lot of life. Combined, there's probably well over, there is, there's well over 100 years of life in this room right now, combined with all of our ages combined. And so here's what I want you to do. If you're new today, you don't have to do this. If you want to, feel free. But for those of you who are D2Lers and come every week or once a month or once a year, you're still part of D2L, okay? And what I want you to do is I want you to, all of our adults, if you could just stand up, please. I want you to seek out one of these adults and say, listen, I'm really struggling with this. And you don't have to tell them specifics, okay? You know, but, but ask them what they would do. If I, if I want to, you know, beat this thing, how am I going to do it? You know, so I want to just give you an opportunity right now. It was to have everyone stand to their feet. We're going to take five to ten minutes. Ten minutes, okay? Everyone stay to your feet. I'm here. Miss Jen's here. Miss Lauren, Mr. Sandro, Mr. Jeremy, Miss Anise. Uh, we have Mr. Mac. We have Mr. Ken. We have Mr. Willie, Mr. Manny, and Mr. Kevin. Listen, you don't have to spill your guts. Just ask somebody, how can I win and beat this temptation this year? And they'll pray with you. They might give you some advice. But go out and get some direction. Go. Go find someone, get some direction from. Seek some advice.